Welcome to this week's edition of the All Saints Lutheran Church podcast. All Saints is a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. We are located in Davenport, Iowa. Each week we bring you the digital edition of the weekly sermon. Enjoy! The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, You shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first. Be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on your way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. <clears throat> I have um, seriously struggled over this sermon this whole week. I knew that I, I wanted to talk with you. I knew kind of what I wanted to say, but try as I might, I wasn't able to get the words to come together. And I've been frustrated all week with that and trying to shape this and trying to figure it out. And there was a verse that Matt read in our 1 Corinthians text that has truly just been heavy on me all week long. And it's a, simple, it's a simple line. Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, 
but God provided the growth. And I carried that really heavy all week. You see, the church in Corinth is having all kinds of trouble in 1 Corinthians. It is the newest of churches. It is the first of Christian churches. And first of all, they're trying to figure out how to be a church and what makes them different from Jews. And they're trying to figure out what does it mean to be Christian. And there's a lot of infighting in that church. And it's people saying, look, the thing I want to do, that's the most important thing, and I'm a better person than you because mine is the thing that God wants me to do. And if it's what God wants me to do, then what God wants you to do is obviously of lesser value. And they're constantly bickering. And they would do things like if they didn't get their own way, they honestly would take their toys and go home. Not that you've ever heard that before. And so the church of Corinth was somewhat like us, but also not quite, to be fair. You know, there's something that you are very aware of as a pastor. And that is, no matter where you're called to serve, There have always been pastors who came before you. And there will always be pastors who come after you. And I carry this text of 1 Corinthians, this new little church, and I couldn't help but think about All Saints, who's not even 30 years old yet. And I thought about all the pastors who've come before me. And first of all, there is Pastor Anison. He was the mission developer for All Saints. And the story goes, as the planks tell it, that Pastor Anison came knocking through a huge snowstorm on their door on a Sunday afternoon in January. Now, to be fair, I think the snow gets deeper every time the planks tell it. But I didn't say that at first service when they were sitting there. (laughs) But he very quickly became the beloved pastor. And this little church started in a bowling alley and above a bar in which I was reminded they called themselves the upper room then. Much better than Poco Loco, which was what they were above. And he planted the seeds that grew this little congregation. After pa- Pastor Onison, the very first called pastor here was John Cunningham. And John was here for a very short time. But John's call, as he saw it, was to help the people of all saints understand that this is your church, and it's the people's church, and it's the work of the people to do, and to take leadership and ownership in the church and in their understanding of God's calling for them. But he didn't stay very long. And next came Pastor Nordby. And Pastor Nordby was here for quite some time. And he became very beloved. And some of you, he did your weddings and he baptized your children. And he confirmed your children. And he buried your loved ones. He attended your weddings. And he started all kinds of wonderful programs. And he was the first one to really kind of work up a committee structure. But Pastor Nordby was then called to serve the Synod office as the stewardship guru, as we call him. 
And then you had just a delightful man by the name of Ben Davis. And Ben was in his 70s, and he didn't change a thing. But it was probably just what you needed at that time. Because he was strong, and he was steady, and he loved you, and he was there for you for the 18 months he served you as your interim pastor. And then you called me. And it's been almost eight and a half years. And we've done some pretty amazing things together. Vacation Bible School, the name one. Night in Bethlehem has been a huge program that has just exploded and has been an incredible outreach to the community. You caught the passion and the spirit of the food pantry with me to serve literally hundreds and hundreds of people in our community. And we did lots of weddings. And we baptized even more babies. And we did more funerals. And all these pastors came to you with their own gifts and their own way of doing things that were clearly not at all the same. Very different. But they all planted seeds. Every one of them. Was any one of their ministry any more important than the other one? No. Absolutely not. And then there were the people. There was um, the Brockmans, the Shaws, the Newmans, or was Chessie? There was Raina and Amanda and Allie and Diane and Pershing and Connie. And then there was Vernon and there was Harolyn and there was Rachel, who only a few of us got to hold before we buried her. And each of them watered this congregation and the seeds in their own way and in incredible, beautiful ways. But was any of their ministry any more important than the other? No. Absolutely not. Each brought their own gifts and their own abilities and the word of God was watered in new and beautiful ways because of all the different people. Did growth happen because of these people? No. Growth only happens because of God. We plant, we water, 
God grows. Bishop Haugen used to tell the story of going over to Tanzania. And on this particular worship Sunday, they were celebrating baptisms. And Bishop Masangi, the Tanzanian bishop, was visiting with Bishop Haugen, and he was handing him over baptismal certificate after baptismal certificate to sign. And he kept signing them and signing them and signing them. And pretty soon, Bishop Haugen sat down. His back was getting to him, bent over the table signing. Kept signing and signing and signing. And finally, Bishop Haugen looked at Bishop Masangi, and he said, how many baptisms are we doing today? And Bishop Masangi said, we're doing 70. 70 on one Sunday. And Bishop Haugen looked at Bishop Masangi and says, what is it that you're doing? What is it about the spirit? What is so alive here in Africa and Tanzania? What is it that you're doing that so many people are coming and they're so hungry and they want to get baptized? What he was looking for was some nugget that he could take home and transplant in all the Lutheran churches in his synod. And Bishop Masangi looked at Bishop Haugen and said, no, 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 you don't understand. We have the growth here because God wills it. Because God wills it. How do I know that you're going to be okay? How, how do I know that growth is going to happen? Frankly, that's the easiest thing of all this. It's because God wills it. And nothing, absolutely nothing, can stop the will of God. Please pray with me. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the podcast from All Saints Lutheran Church in Davenport, Iowa. Please know that you are welcome to visit and worship with us anytime you're in the Quad Cities. You can also find us online at www.allsaintsdavenport.com. .org. We are missionaries proclaiming Christ, and we pray that you have a blessed week surrounded by his love.